0: Welcome to BNB with Ellie, Biohacking and Beyond. The podcast where we dive into the incredible world of self-healing and mind-body connection using biohacking and lessons from Germanic new medicine. Today, I want to talk about my own remarkable story about my 3-year thyroid program from hyperthyroidism to hypothyroidism. Tumabaka. You gained weight. These are words that for me personally can create and have created all sorts of conflicts. When did we start looking at weight gain as a bad thing? Is it the senseless cholesterol myth? Did we identify leanness with being strong and hardworking? Did Ansel Keys twist our belief system with his theory about the dangers of saturated fat? Having grown up with this general attitude about weight gain being a bad thing, I morphed into many different sizes based on when these words were uttered to me. The programming is simple. When you gain weight, you are not good enough. Aha! In Germanic New Medicine, this is a light self-devaluation or low self-esteem conflict. Whenever I hear these words, I always feel less than. This is a self-devaluation conflict, which can also land in joints, bones, lymph nodes, blood, vessels, in varying degrees. It can even cause adipose tissue to linger as your body tries to retain mass because in nature, fat is a substance that equates to good health. So when your psyche perceives feeling worthless because you gained weight, nature will pad on more adipose tissue because nature believes fat is beautiful and then it becomes a vicious cycle. So really, the way out of it is to tell your daughters that chubby is beautiful. In the animal kingdom, the thinner you are, the weaker and more susceptible you are to perishing and dying. So nature loves to pad you with more materials that'll increase your potential to survive. One of these materials is fat. Fat is indeed beautiful. According to Harvard Medical School, fat helps give your body energy, protects your organs, supports cell growth, keeps cholesterol and blood pressure under control, and helps your body absorb vital nutrients. When you focus too much on cutting out all fat, you can actually deprive your body of what it needs most. This is so cool, Harvard Medical School is now full of biohackers. In the wild, male animals will choose a hefty female over a skinny one because she has higher chances of conceiving and rearing healthy young successfully. Not only in our human world did we manage to hypnotize society into thinking that fat is bad and gaining weight is a sign of weakness. It is so embedded in my own psyche and this is my lifelong conditioning because no matter how much I know GNM, the programming is undeniably still there. When I was 13, my family went on summer vacation to the US and I went all out. No dieting. I ate junk food and ice cream and soda and candy and I loved it. When I came back home, oh my god, I felt so fat and I looked so fat. These were my thoughts. What did I do? I stopped eating. I'd eat one drumstick for lunch and two pieces of squash for dinner. Then I'd exercise on a stationary bike for a whole hour every single day for a whole month before school started. I lost weight fast but I was also miserable because I was a slave to my obsession. It didn't matter because I was thin and my clothes were super loose. This pattern of over-exercising and obsessing over weight gain and how chubby I looked in photos went on well into my 20s, 30s, 40s until perimenopause. I did all workouts from Jane Fonda to bent aerobics to jazz dancing to taekwondo to scuba diving to snowboarding to horseback riding to pilates to yoga. In Canada, when I discovered yoga, I did it almost every day, sometimes three classes a day back to back. I was addicted to the endorphins and to the ability to control weight gain. I also experimented with all diets the blood type diet, the zone diet, the Cohen diet, the Bulletproof diet, the vegan diet, the paleo diet, the carnivore diet. I think I made a career out of controlling adipose tissue, which honestly was really an uphill battle. This is a self-devaluation conflict that can lead to other conflicts like the anorexia constellation or the bulimic constellation. I must have had one or two of these happening at the same time. Believe me, What's been going on 50 or more years ago is still going on today and at a much larger scale. Thank you, interwebs. What are we trying to tell girls? Thin is in and fat is ugly. It's something we still see marketed today as influencers and celebrities that are admired are usually those who look fit and thin. Yes, there's some consciousness around celebrating all body shapes, but admit it, it's hard to erase. My behavior and mood and desire to see other people would hinge heavily on whether I felt fat or not. To a certain extent, that old pattern still exists, but it's different now because I'm aware of the biological program. I know it still triggers me because recently two different staff at my condo said, Mam to mabaka. ma'am, you gained weight, at two different times on the same night. With that feedback, I immediately said, Ugh, I hate myself. Those words are innocuous enough, and the staff certainly didn't mean any malice or harm, but the effect of my body was nothing short of a mild attack. I perceived it that way. The words still had a power over me, though admittedly much, much less than before. Normally, when I heard them, I would diet or even starve myself for months, or the other version of anorexia, over-exercising like crazy, the way Empress Sissy of Austria did – I'm so much wiser now, and those extreme measures always end up being the wrong course of action. The body compensates, and there ain't nothing we can do to stop nature's desire to bring you back to balance. In 2016, while on a scuba diving trip, someone came up to me from behind, squeezed both my arms and told me, you gained weight. In retrospect, my weight that time was about 115 pounds, which is a pretty thin weight for me, But the whole trip, I wore hoodies when photos were being taken to cover up my quote-unquote fat self. After the trip, I suffered a terrible ear infection that hurt so much it kept me bedridden for two days. My friend actually triggered a hearing conflict and the healing phase was a terrible ear infection. When there's an infection, this is already in healing phase and the precious bacteria are part of the repair army, so an infection is actually a good sign in Germanic new medicine. When I realized this, I made a mental note from now on. To whom are you constantly giving hearing conflicts? Watch what you say, but also don't trigger a sore throat or a thyroid conflict by not saying what you want to say. The lesson here is... How do I say what I mean without hurting the other person? Honestly, thank goodness I practice Germanic New Medicine with everything. It has made me fully aware of my biological conflicts and my thought processes that reflect patterns of weight-related conflicts that I've been holding on to since childhood. Now that I'm in menopause, I'm in that place where it can be difficult to stay svelte. If I didn't know GNM, Who knows what insane measures I would be taking in order to increase my self-worth by losing inches. Here's what I know about my drastic weight gain. I was in a three-year thyroid program brought about by the pandemic. First, let's backtrack on my tendencies. My self-devaluation conflict around carrying too much adipose tissue brought about an obsession with trying to be as thin as possible. This made me hyper-athletic and obsessed with diets and workouts and equating health with weight loss or being thin. This unrelenting obsession will demand performance by my thyroid to produce thyroid hormone to fuel my insanity. Working out and not eating or drastically doing diets kept my thyroid pumping and overworking and going through healing phases, which may have caused permanent scarring from repeated phases. By the time I hit 40-something, I was already predominantly hypothyroid. I also have the tendency to hate slowness. A slow line in the bookstore or Starbucks agitates me. A slow Sunday driver in front of me causes me to react with extreme irritation even on a Sunday. I had to practice on the HeartMath M-Wave 2 while driving to train my nervous system to be coherent and mostly to overpower my road rage over slow drivers. I hate it when people talk slowly, move slowly, react slowly. I fast forward introductions of everything so I can get right to the meat of any video or book. I don't have an attention disorder, I'm really just impatient. The thyroid is about metabolism and the psyche perception conflict is around not being fast enough or being too slow. If it's on the right side, it's about being too slow to catch something. A sale, a contract, a promotion, a purchase you couldn't grab, a job, a position you didn't apply for, saying something at the right time to a person of authority. If it's on the left side, it's about not getting rid of something fast enough. A term paper, an apology, a proposal, a tenant with remaining months, a lease you can't get out of, an employee that still has tenure, selling off stock that lowered in value, a property before the real estate crash. If you're an impatient person, which I really am, you might really be susceptible to these programs of being too slow. If it's a thyroid ducts, it's about a powerlessness conflict, which might look like anxiety. Many of us have felt powerless during the pandemic. For a lot of us, we felt helpless to do anything. We just had to close our business, period, and we were powerless to prevent failure. Thyroid conflicts start with hyperthyroidism as the body produces more thyroid hormone so you can be fast enough. During the early months of the pandemic, I lost 10 pounds in what felt like two weeks. I had so much energy that I was able to do Pilates workouts every two days, my arms and abs were getting so cut, and I was gaining energy to do podcast guestings, to study five new online courses, and to make an effort to gain more customers for my business that I had just opened two months before lockdown. I was enjoying this weight loss, and I even chalked it up to the carnivore diet, which I was preaching as the best diet in the world, as you can imagine. I thought the same thing when I went vegan 10 years before, and boy, was I wrong in both cases. Hyperthyroidism is the phase in the biphasic system of Germanic new medicine where the body tries to give you resources to resolve your slowness. What was my conflict? Not being fast enough. Two possibilities. One, I started building my center in August 2018 and it was ready to open by October 2019. However, because I wasn't ready with a solid business plan, I kept delaying and delaying the opening. There were also operational issues at hand that couldn't be resolved, and this added to the delay. Finally, I soft-opened in January of 2020 with no real business readiness, and what happened two months later? Lockdown for three years! So I opened the Titanic for business, only to find out it might just sink into failure. Wow. Money, time, and aspirations went down the drain. Another possible conflict? I felt someone was trying to be too opportunistic and trying to appropriate the biohacking movement in the Philippines and piggybacking on my business. I had felt myself too slow to react or too slow to claim the title of the pioneer of biohacking in the Philippines. Well, my hyperthyroidism gave me enough thyroxine to catch up with claiming the title and securing the movement under my name in the Philippines. About almost two years later, I came into conflict resolution. During conflict activity, the body is in a more sympathetic state, an active state, where we ruminate and find ideas and solutions to resolve our conflict. Activity requires the conversion of protein and glucose into energy to fuel our needed speed. Hence, the weight loss. Once you resolve the conflict and the weight on your soul has been released and you have peace in your spirit, you can finally kick into healing phase. In my case, what helped was being in a business referral network and receiving some relief knowing the potential amount of business I can receive. Ah, now the body can rest and breathe a sigh of relief. Well, since I lost weight in conflict activity, healing phase is... Ta-da, weight gain. Boy, I felt like I gained 20 pounds in two weeks. Of course, I immediately got into fasting and more carnivore dieting and noticed that my sleep was terrible and I just really felt crappy. When my thyroid shut down for repairs, I just felt bleh, not depressed or sad or fatigued, just like a heavy Oompa Loompa. I had no waist, which was new for me and my clothes were getting super tight. I'm like, what is going on? I have never gained weight this way. I mean, when I gained weight before, I had no clue I was gaining weight, but this time, I could see and feel it before my eyes. Thankfully, I was already into Germanic new medicine and was quite aware of this natural weight gain. It was the body's way of replenishing cells and energy and trying to get me back to a state of balance. The thing with these phases is, if you were conflict active for a long time, the healing phase may take just as long, so my weight would not budge for two years. I also knew fasting and low-carb diets were making me feel more horrible, so I discovered the repeat diet. Apparently, it is a metabolic-based way of eating that is highly recommended for women over 40 who have dwindling hormones, underactive thyroids, who overfasted, fasted over most of their lives. Bullseye. That's me. Look the diet up, but it consists of ice cream, milk, eggs, fruit, gelatin, and a little meat. Using sugar to rekindle the thyroid fire and lower cortisol. It totally worked. While I didn't lose weight, I felt myself again. I could sleep better, and I just had some renewed awakening. Who would have thunk? Sugar was my medicine, so now I'm not binary around sugar. Yes, we heard it's poison, but it can also be your medicine. It's all about context. So what do I do? I eat red meat and whatever goes with it as long as it enhances my sleep and helps my brain work at a higher level. I don't follow any WOE way of eating. I am an omnivore and I eat grains and steak, butter, digestive cookies, water, tea, coffee, some veggies. I feel good and I like what I'm eating and this is enough criteria for me. I'm done with all of those diets. It's been three years and I'm at that level where I can finally do some beginner aerobics, like when I was 11 years old, exploring Jane Fonda and then bent aerobics in the 80s. It's probably a level I will stay in for a while. That's super okay with me. I also don't exercise every week, maybe one time every two weeks. It's enough exercise or movement for me to do chores and errands and to play with my cats. My metric is always my sleep. I only do things or eat food or do movement that will ensure I can still get good quality deep and REM sleep every night. If it affects my precious sleep, it's out. Again, knowing GNM, I am careful not to feed into old self-devaluation programs. The psyche is always scanning me for triggers that will necessitate a biological program for balancing me out. So if it thinks that I feel I am not good enough, uh uh-oh, more adipose tissue for this lady! pad her with more valuable fat. Also, as a 50-something year old, I need to accept that it's natural for nature to dwindle my energy hormones. If I had children, they will have been grown and married or at least in adult life by this time, so I don't need extra energy. What I will need is enough energy to fuel my own desires as a woman and as an individual, which was put on hold as soon as I got my period. That natural occurrence of getting the period shifted my trajectory drastically to finding a mate and then becoming a mother. So it made sense that we lose our periods and some extra oomph energy with it since now we need to focus on ourselves and we need to budget our energy for living our lives for our own bigger purpose. I'm still heavier than I've ever been and 20 pounds more than my hyperthyroid branding photos, but I'm in a better state of mind. Two other ways that can contribute to the weight gain that won't budge aside from the thyroid program. One, adipose tissue biological program, a blight self-devaluation conflict. When you think you're not beautiful enough, nature will pad adipose tissue on you because fat is beautiful in nature. Female animals with a wide girth and fleshy bodies are considered healthy and beautiful. This then becomes a vicious cycle. How to sabotage this self-sabotage? Claim and believe that chubby is beautiful. Two, kidney collecting tubules program. Water retention can happen if you're going through this syndrome or feeling like a fish out of water. It's an abandonment-existence-refugee-hospitalization conflict. If you feel alone or that no one will catch me if I fall, and my survival depends on it, the body can store water and increase your creatinine so you have food and hydration while you feel alone and out of your comfort zone. What we think as weight gain is really just water weight trying to help us survive. Isn't the body amazing? Once you've gone back home in the water, your body will just urinate it all out, all this loads of water, harmlessly. So as I recall this and ruminate the effect of the words you gained weight on my psyche and the conflicts it could trigger in me, I'm working out how to handle it so that conflicts don't activate. I talk to my body and tell it how I find it healthy and strong now that I'm not self-devaluing who I am based on how much I weigh or how little abs I have now. I look at the mirror and accept that nature deemed this body balanced at this time. I try to remove this idea of fingers pointing at me saying, hey, you're not trying hard enough, what a cop-out. I let go of thoughts and revert to what feels like kindness to myself. I'm aware of the power that these thoughts can have over me. I take it a day at a time and breathe through my sense of self-worth with a beautiful psyche-belief statement around loving myself unconditionally, which really means it doesn't matter whether I'm thick or thin. The tendency to be shy around showing myself to people because I'm fat is also a work in progress. I try to fight off the urge to hide or to define my worthiness with my weight. I remember that Christina Aguilera seemed unfazed and was buzzing with confidence even with her extreme weight gain. And then I realized, ah, I should transform my own thinking about people who have gained weight and whom I think have therefore lost value. Mirror, mirror, it goes both ways and backflows are really just reminders of our own programming that we put out into the world. While everything is really a work in progress, Dramatic New Medicine has given me a level of power over my own psyche so I can train it to have more robust responses to what seems to me trivial situations like staff members innocently telling me that I gained weight. Some ways to reframe the thyroid program about powerlessness or not being fast enough. I always like this phrase as it saved my mindset more than once. When you think things are falling apart. They're actually falling into place. It's a great reframe to realize that what you couldn't catch on time or what you couldn't get rid of at that very moment is what's meant to be because the universe is brewing the exact right time for you to receive the exact right blessing, even if you didn't realize it at that time. It might have something better in store and just wants you to wait it out a little. Synchronicity is a powerful force and we can actually control it as long as we are always in our place of personal power. And that means never fretting and taking things as they are, realizing there's a bigger picture at play. Another is the thing about not having enough time. There's something in the brain called the RAS or reticular activating system that conserves energy by filing out superfluous details and zoning into what you put your attention to. So when you always say, I'm always late, you will be always late. Instead, you should say, I always arrive on time and chances are, you always will. Since the thyroid is always about rushing, there's an element of time. So how about we get the RAS to program? I am a time bender. I stretch time. It does not stretch me. I command time. It does not command me. Know that everything that is happening is within divine right timing and divine right order. Stay present. Attract the positive. Visualize what you want and wait for the pixie dust you can't see to materialize exactly what you want. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear from you. Can you identify with the obsession to stay thin? Is it overpowering you so that everything else in your life takes a back seat? What are your favorite reframes to help you with this? Did you know that overtraining is a kind of anorexia? I did it for years and I'm happy my thyroid no longer allows me to do too much. It knows me so well and wants me to survive another hundred years know that you have the power to reframe your life, to be able to let go of the weight on your soul and let your body come back to balance. You have the power to control your biology so it doesn't control you. But first, heal your mindset. To biohacking and beyond, see you in the next episode.